0: and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon, here with my friend and chavruta, yardena Azband, our daf of the day, Masachet Yavamot, daf kuf vav, page 106. So again, Ahmad Aleph is long, and again, Ahmad Bet has a Mishnah, so we're going to divide it. I'm going to take some of Ahmad Aleph, and yardena thank you for taking on the long Mishnah. Um, we have a case here. Um, well, it's a case of Yibum in the court. Ha'ud bar Abba. A man came before Rebichia Bar-Aba with the Yavama, meaning the man and his Yavama. And the goal is to get her to do yibum. Amar la, amodi, amrale, yishivata, zohi amidata. So Rebichia says to her, stand up, biti, my daughter. But it doesn't, it means, you know, it means an endearment for his actual daughter, right? Um, stand up, we're beginning to, to talk about your case, right? And everybody has to be standing. And she says back to her, you know, understand that the very fact that she is sitting is her refusal to do yibum. She does not want to marry this man. amrale aim, I'm sorry, I read this already. la, he says to her, Yadat le? and so he says to her, do you know this, Yavam? Do you know him to know... Why he wants Yibum and you don't want Yibum? Amr'alei. She says to him, he sa- She says to him, Yes, he, he wants my money. He sees, he sees, well, that's not really fair. He says he wants the goods and the goods meaning her and the idea being that then he wants to push her into Yibum and she doesn't want it. Amarla, says to her, he he's not fine for you, you don't accept him. lo. She says no. So I just want to point out that all of this is, you know, a very directed um involvement of the Yavama to find out, to determine what it is, you know, that that she wants. So then Chia says to the man, to the Yavam, So he says you know, do chalitza, take off, let her take off your shoe, and in that way, you're taking her in marriage, right? It says literally, and in this way, you will be marrying her, which, of course, is deceitful by Rabbi Chia of this Yavam. So after this happens, right, meaning she takes off, The man allows her to do this chalitza. And then, now she's disqualified. You can never marry her because you allowed her to do this chalitza, meaning you thought it was marriage. So that's true. It was, you were mistaken. But nonetheless, she's no longer eligible to marry you. You cannot marry her. Um, So now go to a real chalitza, you know, so that she can then go marry somebody else. Right? The idea is that the second chalitza... um, would eliminate those opinions that are worried about uh, a mistaken chalitza, right? This fact that he thought that he was getting married instead of having chalitza done. And then they would say, well, she can't remarry because maybe the chalitza wasn't a real chalitza. Let's make sure that a real chalitza takes place. Because the fact that there was this kind of ersatz chalitza, it still counts to make the two of them um, disqualified to marry each other. So this man no longer has anything to lose, really, by doing chalitza or proper chalitza. So now we've got a story about the daughter of Rav Papa's father-in-law. I would say this is Rav Papa's sister-in-law, um, right? Meaning that's the relationship. So this is, you know, the siege and indeed his relation, and she's got a yavam who the Gemara says is not was not suitable. It was not appropriate for her. They come before Abaye, meaning before we had Chia. now we've got Abaye. Amar And again, the same, same line of let her remove and in him. that way you will be married. Rav Lahad Amar Meaning Rav Papa says, don't you, meaning Abaye, um, not accept what Rabbi Yochanan has to say, that that kind of Khalita that kind of um, under false pretenses, Khalita does not work and um um, and Abayi says to him,, what should I sell him? Meaning the whole idea is to be able to free this woman. So you're I think this stuff goes up on your list of you know, dapim that are actually working on in favor of the woman. So then Amarle, he says to abaye, meaning of papa says to abaye, Meaning, the point is that Abayi should maybe rephrases this to be what Rav Yochanan had said previously. Again, not something that we read together inside, but it's in these zuz. So, instead of saying, and that way you'll be married, he says, and perhaps in this, and Yerdena here, you can be upset now again with Chazal, that in this we end up with the beginnings of this... um." You know, holding uh, holding the documents or holding the status of the woman hostage for the sake of money, right? Because what happens here is, he says, let her do chalitza, meaning he says, say this to the Avam, let her do the chalitza, and she'll give you 200 zoos, which of course is not how this is supposed to happen, right? So then she does chalitza, and then of course the Avam says, No, I want the money. Amarle, Meshat Anibacha Avdale. And so then Abai says to the sister-in-law, go give him the money. You agreed to do the money. But then Rapapa says to Abai, no, no, I was kidding. Meaning this was all never intended to be an actual monetary transaction. It was a stipulated uh, thing to get him to do chalitza. So the chalitza is valid, but that doesn't mean that you can now force her to pay. Which I think that if we had this kind of deal going on nowadays, when people hold women, uh, you know, hold gitten and things like that hostage for the sake of a larger, uh, sum or a larger settlement or whatever, they forget the second part of the Gemara here, which is no, you can't, you can't force her to pay, even when she's agreed to pay. Now, let's keep in mind that a, I'm, you know, I understand that I'm up here on a soapbox about. Modernity, But also, I want to be clear that we don't really pass in the modern cases from the Gemara. There's eons of halacha in between. But the connection here, I think, is you know kind of slaps me in the face. Um, and then the Gemara goes on. It, it takes a parallel case that is no longer about Yevamot. Mi Lotanya, we have a breita, right? That says, There's a man who's running away from jail, um, prison ma he comes before a ferry, and va amarle he's he he wants to tell he tells the ferryman, you know, dinar ve take a dinar and take me across the river. Meaning a dinar is you know an absurd sum for the for the service of going across the river. Apparently, right? Because that's the case. I would not know that in terms of. What it you know the value of the dinar or how much a ferry boat ride would cost? But the whole point here is that this is an agreement to help this guy escape. He's running away from prison, and he you know the the ferryman agrees, and then ain lo ella scharo. But at the end of the day, the requirement is only that he has to pay the ferryman's real rate, meaning if the rate was a pruta, and obviously that's too little, but just for the sake of the discussion, um, then he still has to pay the pruta. He can't say, oh, I was kidding. I wasn't going to pay you at all. He has to pay the regular rate. But the fact that he made this promise or this uh, stipulation, take me across and I will pay you an exorbitant amount, it doesn't count as, as a legal stipulation. So he can't be held accountable for it. And therefore we say, Alma amarle ani I was kidding. I was deceiving you. ani The same way that in the case of the ferry boat, you could say I was deceiving you. So too the Yavama can say I was fooling. I was. It was. I didn't mean it that way. I'm not paying the mataymazus. And Abaya agrees. Meaning this is the conclusion. So uh, to me, one
1: of the theme of this daf, uh, and see it also on the part that I'm going to read is like once is done, it's done. And if something was done in the incorrect order, if there was Any of the components that were required for Khalidzah are there, we consider it Khalidzah. And I think that's really there to everybody who's involved. There's no Monday morning quarterbacking here. We, we just, you know, and I think part, part of what that is is because there's been so much discussion about the Mamzeros issue but it's like Chazal's just saying, like, you're not allowed to go back and say, maybe this should have been done different. You know, maybe the order wasn't right. Whatever it is, it's done, it's done. And I guy is like, nope, we're moving on. Chalitza's complete.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think this fits in with it, with everything else that we've been concluding or deriving from the way they handle cases of Chalitza. I think it's really interesting that deceit is allowed in a case where the avam wants Yibum and the Yavama says, no way. And Chazal here are, they themselves, the rabbis, are coming up with the ways to get her out of it. Right. And whether that means, oh, we're going to tell him he's getting married, but Rabbi Yochanan didn't like that claim. Rabbi Yochanan's claim was, you know, pretend that you're going to pay him 200 zoos. But Rabbi Yochanan also didn't mean that she should pay him 200 zoos for the process of to, to agree to the process of Khalita. it's all really like let's do what we need to let's pull out the stops to make sure that she does not have to end up married to this yava
1: so i'll just say one other thing you know you read a passage like that and you can't help but think about modern day agunah problem and the rabbis here basically were like get Khalita done the way you need it to get done i mean this really as you really protects the woman and i just you know I am very involved with Agunot issues. And, you know, when you see, oh, it's coerced. Oh, you know, the get was coerced, things like that. You know, Khalitza was allowed to be coerced. Like, I, I actually, let like, staff really made me realize, like, you know, Chazal wants everyone, you know, to get what they want in the end. And if somebody needs a get, they need a get. If somebody needs Khalitza, they need Khalitza.
0: Although I want to be careful here. I would say that this is not coercion. If it were coercion, there would be no need to deceive him.
1: Oh, right. I, I guess it's fair to be you know careful with the language that I'm using. Yes, but but the point is they're allowed to use what they need to do in order to get the done. Right. Okay, I'm going to move on to the last minute. Uh, mitzvah To So when it comes to chalitza, he and the Yavama come to the court. And basically, the 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 rabbis of the court give him advice. Basically they say, "Oh, do you want to do Yivum? Oh, do you want to do Chalitza?" And this is based explicitly on the book that says that they have to call and they have to speak to discussion. The heel merit, and she says right, if they conclude they're going to do chalitza, right, my brother-in-law refused to establish a name for his brother in Israel, he did not wish to consummate the Hebrew marriage, and this is again a direct quote from the Pasukim The Zavarim, and he says, he says, I didn't want to take her, again a direct quote of a Pasuk, they had to say it in Hebrew, and so then the Yavama, uh, you know, afterwards the shoe is taken off and she basically, uh, you know, she spits on him, right? And again, his Yavama should approach him before the elders and remove his shoe from his foot and spits on him. Um, so again, this all just based straight forward on the Pesukim. Um and the the spittle, the spit that comes out has to be visible to the judges. And then she basically says, this is what's done to a man who doesn't want to build his brother's house. And up until this point, this is where this was the text that they actually had to say from the pursuit so now they tell a story illustrating this that Rabbi Hircanus once was performing chalitza under the Eilat tree in uh, the village of Etam. The Gemar called he Parsha. He had to read the whole Torah passage. So then they changed it that actually all the Pesukim needed to be read. The Nekrash Mobi Israel, Beit Chalutza Na'al, right? And so they added this extra verse which says his name should be called in Israel. The house of he who had his shoe removed. Um, but it's not the Yavam or the Yavamak who says this. It's the judges who say that pasuk. Um, and not to the students of the judges. Like nobody else should say it, just the judges. Mer mitzvah, Rabbi Yehuda says it's a mitzvah of everybody who's present who says, everyone sort of says together, naal. He you know, he had his shoe. Uh he had his shoe removed. Um, and then the Gemara goes on, right? a Rav Yehuda mitzvah chalitza kro'ah v'karei vi v'rokeke right? So Rav Yehuda comes and says, this is the mitzvah of chalitza. She has to recite. He has to recite. She removes the shoe, the shoe spits, and recites. And so the Gemara says, Mai kamash malan. what's Rav Yehuda teaching us here? We just had this explicitly in a Mishnah. Um, what it's coming to teach us is, is that if the order is different, right, if it's switched around, we have, in other words, what Yehuda is listing out, these are the components of proper chalitza. But the order is actually what's not important. And then the Gemara goes on to give a few more, uh, a little bit more of a discussion um, about that. But I think what's interesting here is we see that, um, it's just the components have to be there. Once Halitza is done, it's done. And as I said before, we are not allowed to do any uh, Monday morning uh, quarterbacking there. So, you know, this is our, we, we've, we've just finished Hadron Alach Mitzvah Uh This is, we're done with uh, this. Pair. We're totally different topic uh, tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, I think very interesting to see, uh, you know, all the details that are involved. Halitza actually done.
0: I think if I dare have a favorite, which I usually don't, I think that this parak has been one of my favorites. Anyway, put it that way of Yevamot, because even if I would think that the order of the way Chalitza is presented is not necessarily the way we would think to order it nowadays, I feel like from the beginning of the parak till the end of the parak, we now have a fair handle on the details of Chalitza, and I think we did not have that coming into the parak. No, not
1: at all. And and you actually can see it, it's not complicated. You know what I mean? Like there's just, you know, certain things. And you're done. Um, I'm sure people can find, you know, videos online or something of like the actual ceremony itself uh, taking place.
0: Yeah, maybe. And it's also not that common. I know one person that I know personally who had Khalidza. I as opposed only to, know,
1: I only know of one person, and that it's not someone I know well. I just know that they had to do chalitza. So, and it's not right, the same I, person. I, so
0: there's two. Right. We got two.
1: We got two. But but again, right, not a common ceremony. Well, that's our depth discussion for the day. Rank us reviews us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Rabbi Michelle Barber for hosting us on the Hydron website. Let us know what you thought about this stuff on our Talking Town Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn. <laughs>